Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Monday, November 23rd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Ho hum, another Chiefs victory, uh, except there was nothing ho hum about it. The Chiefs outlasted the Las Vegas Raiders 35 31, scoring the game winning touchdown on a pass from Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey with 28 seconds remaining. The Chiefs trailed five different times in the game, but they pulled it out, and we're here to talk about it. Vahe Gregorian, Sam Mellinger, Herbie Teope, and Sam McDowell joined me on Sportsbeat Live after the game, and now it's presented as a podcast. So let's get going talking about the victory that improved the Chiefs' record to 9-1 and and allowed them to open a three-game lead in the AFC West. Hey, welcome to Sports Beat Live, the Kansas City Stars chat about the Chiefs. It's the post-game edition tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about the Chiefs' 35-31 victory over the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Hope you can join us uh, with your questions and comments. We will get to as many of them as we can. What a night for the Chiefs. Um, it was uh, a terrific game. I- I'm going to uh, uh, go over it with the guys who cover the team, uh, Herbie Teope and uh, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian will be joining us as they are finishing up their stories that will appear on KansasCity.com here in the next few minutes. But let's uh, – well – <laughs> Speaking of yes, here's Vahe. What's up, Vahe? What's up, Blair? I, I've uh, decided to uh, you know leave the other mission and come on in on this one. I I, I know uh, you could handle it by yourself, but I'm I'm <laughs> glad to keep holding your hand. Yeah, glad to see you, Vahe. Uh, let's you and I uh, we'll get it going uh, with quite a game, uh, quite a night. Uh, you know, I, I just. I just figured this out a few minutes before I came into the studio. You know, the Chiefs trailed five different times tonight. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it, it, and I, I hadn't thought it through that much, but it was like almost one of those games where you, you want to go to the, the basketball play-by-play sheet that lists how many lead changes there were because it, it, it really was a little dizzying that way. Um, and, you know, we had the uh, – Good fortune to be able to sort of watch together here in the newsroom, uh, nicely distanced, of course. And um, I think we both felt like you did not know what this was going to come down to, maybe until the last 143 when you thought, well, they got the ball last with Mahomes. You know, I mean, you couldn't help but feel like you like their prospects. Well, the discussion you and I were having was, uh, as the the Raiders were at the shadow of the goal line at about the two-minute mark, um, would it be prudent to let the, the, the Raiders score here and take a three point uh, take a three point lead and give Patrick Mahomes and the offense that much time to you know to to get down the field and I, I don't know of what mind you were but I was absolutely thinking let him score I was right on the fence but I tell you what I was about thirty seconds away from thinking they just they just got to do it. You know, they were lucky. I guess they burnt they, – they went in uh, past the, the, the two-minute warning with all three timeouts, right? Then Andy took one with 153, uh, was a little mad that they started to put it at 147 or something. Um, but I, 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 I guess there was method to the madness. I mean, it, it – it, 
you know what? One thing that changed it, Blair, was when they got the uh, the Raiders got that offside. That made it more of a dilemma almost, right? Because when it, it, I was kind of on board with just just throw them into the end zone uh, when they had first and goal and a second first and goal after that penalty. So, but then that 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 other penalty changed it. Um, but the first thing, and I think you probably did this too, when they when the Raiders scored, first thing I did was look at the clock and thought one forty three. It's like uh, with a timeout. You know, the Raiders are the ones that needed to drain more clock, as it turned out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the turns out the, the Patrick Mahomes didn't need 143 to get him down the field. Uh, had 28 seconds to go on the 22-yard touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey, and we determined after the game on a night when the Chiefs had 460 total yards of offense and tied a franchise record with 36 first downs, that touchdown pass was the longest play of the game for the Chiefs. How crazy was that? Yeah, that I couldn't believe it when you told me that. I mean, that and it 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 is interesting, right? That that's kind of in harmony with the idea of the thirty-six first downs. There was, you know, that they had two drives that were more than seven and a half minutes long. I think um, maybe maybe more than two drives, but but they had the ninety-one yard drive that that and 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 their op- the first drive was something akin to that too, seven forty-five or something. So they were they were mulching up the clock, and I. You know, it seemed like they made a, um, a a firm commitment to kind of be more balanced, get the running game going more, be able to um, just just have a chance for more play action. I sort of kept thinking they were setting them up, as I think you thought too, for you know the eighty-one yard Tyreek Hill touchdown pass, but that that never really came. It hasn't come all year, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Just, you know, we we have not seen Tyreek Hill's speed. Uh, great speed the way we saw it earlier in his career. I just think that's the way teams are lining up defensively about, uh, you know, to, to stop Hill and not let him get behind. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, it's funny. I, there were a lot of different moments in this game that that created the narrative, but there was a moment, I think it was late in the first half, um, there was a play where the Raiders held both Hill and Kelsey. And, and yeah, right. it, it sort of seemed to say it all. There are probably a lot of other plays where they held both Hill and Kelsey, but they both got nabbed on that one. And, um, you know, they're going to make them beat you with the other guys. And on a night where, you know, you don't really have Hardman till the end anyway, and you didn't have Sammy Watkins again, that there was a lot to, uh, um, th- that, that was the way to go, right? Try to Try to put it on them. But even when they did that with Kelsey and Hill, they couldn't contain them. Sam Mellivers join us. Hi, Sam. What's up? Hey, doing, Sam. Um, did we did we miscalculate our, our this week thinking that the you know the, the Chiefs would just take it out, take their frustrations out on a Raiders team that we thought they were just so much better than, and uh, the Raiders coming into Arrowhead and, and winning earlier this year, there would be a you know kind of a name that score sort of outcome for the Chiefs, almost like what we saw at Baltimore earlier this year. Uh, the Raiders proved more worthy than that, don't you think, Sam? Yeah. Yeah, I was um, – look, the offense was kind of everything that we've come to expect from those guys, right? But um, defensively, I, I just – I didn't think that we would see another game where they couldn't pressure Derek Carr, you know, Um that that was the biggest surprise to me of the night, and um, I don't know if John Gruden's got to tell, and 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 he can tell, you know, he can see where the rush is coming from, and, and communicates that to Derek Carr or, or what. But they're they're just getting no pressure on him, and um, he is a really good quarterback, 
without pressure. That sounds like a backhanded compliment. I don't, I don't mean it that way, but um, it, it was seven full seconds. Um, that, that last touchdown to Jason Witten, it was seven full seconds from snap <laughs> to throw. Seven. And, and that was not that was not enough time. Yeah. <laughs> that was just like how it went. And and the the corners are just not this team is built for that pressure. That's that's how they approach the draft. That's how Steve Spagnolo calls plays. Like that's how they approach free agent, the the, the whole deal. And and if they can't do that, the, the corners aren't gonna be able to you know, to stay with guys, especially as good as the Raiders receivers. You know, I was reminded in the middle of all this of Spag's quote from earlier this week, which I'm, I'm sure he had hoped was just going to be a reference to the last game. But Derek Carr was a, a step ahead of me all game. It sort of sort of felt like that again tonight. Yeah. 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 And I, I thought like I was surprised that I mean, the, the one horn. Thornhill thing, I'm sure that's on your list, Blair, and stuff to get to. That that surprised me, you know, because that's a fast guy that they can run with some guys. Lejerry Sneed didn't seem like he was on the field all that much, you know, coming back from injury. So um, it, it was just it was a mess defensively. So much so that uh, at one point we got a like a, a three second clip from NBC that there was a little bit of a dust up on the Chiefs sideline. I, you know, we, we don't know what that was about. Um, I don't. I, I do not believe it was addressed after the game in the in the post game. But uh, hey, Herbie is in the house. Hey, Herbie, how you doing? Peace, my brothers. Good to see you. Good to see you. So we got a lot of questions about um, about personnel and um, uh, with with tonight's game. But the only injury that came out of tonight was Byron Pringle, I believe. Is that at least the only one that was announced? It was just Pringle with the ankle injury. That was it. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, so we asked, you asked about uh, Andy Reid, about Juan Thornhill. Was it just a coach's decision why he didn't play? And that apparently is what happened with Juan Thornhill tonight. Yeah, it surprised a lot of us, especially when he said he's a situational guy right now. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, then he added, we're, we're still working and back in slowly, which to me is also another surprise because he has seen a lot of snaps. Uh, over the course, over the first half of the season. Uh, but when he, when he says that we're trying to work him back in slowly, I guess it does also make some kind of sense because we have to always remind ourselves that he's less than a year removed from the ACL injury from week 17 of the 2019 season. Uh, and, you know, it's, for him to even be on the field is, is remarkable given that he is less than a year removed from the ACL injury. But I want to, you know, I was actually listening in on what Melly was saying, and I, and I agree with him. You know, the, the Chiefs' offense, obviously, that they, they were, you know, they stole the, the, the spotlight because Patrick Mahomes did the game-winning drive. But my goodness, coming off of a bye, and you saw all those defensive issues. Uh, you know, they had, they gave up seven big plays, seven explosive plays in the week five, defined obviously by plays of twenty or more yards. And the first drive with the Raiders, they gave up two, and I was like, oh, here we go again. By my count, they gave us obviously that they were, you know, they stole the. So um, a lot of the, a lot of the questions are about the defense tonight. Chase Peoples, our, our our buddy, asks why can't our defense tackle? Paul Eccles, why does our front four never seem to create pressure on Carr? Good questions. Been two games worth, and he got sacked once in the game at Arrowhead. Didn't get sacked at all tonight, and had all kinds of time. Just one one quarterback hit. One hit. Man. 
There was one sequence, Blair, and we were sort of, again, in, in harmony watching together, um, where it was interesting. You could see uh, car go from first, second, or third read in like less than a second, and with certainty, great conviction on the, on the third read, just boom. And that, that happened so consistently when it was it, almost unfailingly, he, he, he put the ball in the right place, even, even when he's going not to his primary. So I, I, again, that, that reflects a lack of pressure. I do. I did feel like he was getting rid of the ball fast too, but I'm not sure that would bear up to, you know, really uh, deep dive analytics either. I thought he was on some snaps, but there, there were others where he was kind of sitting back there and, and not seven seconds necessarily like the, the, the Witten touchdown, but uh, you know, two, three, four seconds and, and, you know, lofting it downfield. And it was just, it seemed like, I don't, you know, you got to watch the film, right? But it, it seemed like there were, there were a lot of snaps where Chris Jones was next to, uh, you know, either Naughty or Mike Pinnell and they're doubling Chris Jones and making Mike Pinnell or, or Naughty do the pass rush. And that's just not what Pinnell and Naughty are best at. Um, I know there has to be more to it than that, right? Um, it, it's more complicated than that, but it, it did seem like Chris Jones was getting a lot of double teams, which is fine. He's good enough to get double teams, but then somebody else has to has to come through. Jordan Tribe was asking about McCole Hardman. Why did it take so long to get him in the game tonight? Uh, I don't know if he'd have played at all except for Pringle's ankle injury toward the end. Yeah, Hardman's situation is unique because I think a lot of people forget now that he was on the COVID reserve 19 list for the you know for at least two weeks, and, and the, the Chiefs activated him on Saturday. And Melanie brought up a good point, you know, in our group exchange, our text messages, Sammy Watkins' surprising calf injury that popped up on the injury report on Thursday and Friday probably forced their hand. I don't think they wanted to bring him up on Saturday because when you don't practice, you're not there. And, you know, obviously he wasn't there because he was on the COVID-19 list. So he missed all the game installation. He missed all the plays. And now you you activate him, and then he probably had to learn everything they, they installed on the plane ride to, to Las Vegas. So, it, it you know, him not seeing a lot of action early didn't surprise me as much as the fact that they actually activated him. Right. Okay. Peter Alden asked why Daryl Williams was on the two-minute offense for both the game at the end of, end of the game, end of the half. Well, because he always is, right? I mean, he's he's sort of their guy at the end of – in those situations. Um but I think that's a good good entry point into how improved the running game was tonight and just how more of an emphasis it seemed for the Chiefs to to have success on the ground. Against the, the Jets and the Panthers, they had combined for 86 rushing yards in those two games. Mahomes put up incredible stats, and that's the Chiefs won them both. But uh, I, I think it was important for the Chiefs to get the, the, the run game established tonight. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire, first, I think this is his first multi-touchdown game as a Chief, and Le'Veon Bell got into the end zone uh, for the chief for the first time as a chief, and um, just just a, a, a good solid running game for for Kansas City tonight. You guys think? I certainly thought so. One thing, it just maybe it's a digression, but um, I am surprised Le'Veon Bell's not becoming a little more of a part of the passing game, though. And I, I thought there was more room for that tonight, maybe with uh, you know, how depleted they were at the actual wide receivers. I mean, I, 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 I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. Obviously, you pointed out that Daryl Williams seems to have a little niche 
going in those situations. But I, I thought that would be more of what we'd see of Le'Veon by now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Terrence Warnell Robinson said Dean's de- defensive ends need to step up. Alex Okafor hasn't done much all year when he's been healthy. Tano's solid, but just doesn't provide much as a pass rusher and he was covering uh Witten at the end uh that's they, they caught him in coverage a couple times yeah they did, I did. If, if you can get Tano I love Tano but if, if you can get him isolated in space and coverage that's <laughs> doing something right yeah. that one play when he was locked up on Darren Waller on the side and I was like oh my goodness yeah <laughs> that was easy picking. <laughs> By the way, speaking of oddities of the game, I, I just feel the need to interject. Demarcus Robinson really had an odd game. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, you know, the, the pinky face mask, the uh, <laughs> stretching out for the ball, going backwards, it could have been ruled incomplete. And then that key fourth and two catch, it was, you really never know. He's like the Forrest Gump of this team, uh, the box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Well, the interception, uh, you know. Yeah. Patrick yeah, Mahomes, yeah, waving, waving him back, and, uh, <laughs> and and basically Demarcus Robinson took a wrong turn, and, <laughs> and the Raiders' cornerback uh, made an interception on his knees because of it. So Patrick covered for him, though it seemed I, I, that that would be my hunch is, is how that went. Patrick was saying we we both miscommunicated. Well, um, yeah, that, that's not untrue. I'm sure like there was a miscommunication yeah. between the two of them. But when when you are a wide receiver four or whatever, and, and he is Patrick Mahomes like that is there's, there's only one way that went. <laughs> there's one guy that was wrong there. Yeah, I, it was just I thought it was a rough game overall for Demarcus Robinson, yeah. except for that big uh, the, the big catch he made a uh, fourth down catch. And it stands in contrast by you and I were talking about this, the game he had at the Raiders last year, you know, they were in Oakland then the last game at the, at the Oakland Coliseum. He had that monster game, uh, two touchdowns in the second quarter and uh, over, uh, I think he said his career high in, in receiving yards that day. He was just tremendous. Um, but, you know, the, I just thought for, for all the th- little things that seemed to go wrong for him, He's been a wide receiver in this offense for what five seasons now. I mean, you would think he'd know where to go on you know, on routes and and, uh, and it was more than you know that thing with reaching out with the ball. 
in the wrong direction kind of is really odd. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but he did it another time where it, it, it again, it was not in the right direction. It was not going to help them and it was risking all security. Okay, well, we've gone over the, 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 the problems and issues for this Chiefs team. And, in, you know, in you know, the pre-Patrick Mahomes years, we would spend a lot of time on what's wrong with these Chiefs. And uh, the entire show would be devoted to, uh, you know, how did they, they end up losing it at the end. But not these guys, not these guys. Um, they are uh, – there's something else. And just – Finding ways to win, you give the Chiefs the ball at the end of the game with a deficit, and I'm feeling pretty confident about uh, about the Chiefs' chances. And they that ended up being one of their easier drives of the night. Did, did they have did, everything was on first? You know, all the just about every you know yard picked up on first and second down, and you know how Kelsey was wide open in the end zone. The Raiders found a great time to to bust coverage. So. Uh, what can we say about Patrick Mahomes that we haven't already said? There, there were a couple things that stood out right there. Like one, going back to the Raiders' last drive, uh, just before that, and you know that there are a lot of Chiefs fans just hoping the Raiders get in real quick. You know, just score right now, <laughs> let them score if you have to, whatever. Which is an insane thing, you know, when there's still two minutes left. But that would have been the right move, you know, like to let them score because you've got this rocket ship, you know, quarterback or whatever. And then, um, what, but then what made that even more like stand out even more to me was after the game, somebody said, did you think about, um, the question was posed to Andy Reid. Did you think about letting him score? And his answer was basically like mm, minute and a half. I got Pat Mahomes. I'm good. We can roll. Like it was just sort of the, remember that Frank Caliendo deal with like the schedule release and like, when he was Andy Reid, he was just like, oh, just like that was <laughs> that was kind of that answer, and it was it's all true. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so the who, after the game, we talked to besides Mahomes and Reid, uh, Travis Kelsey and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Probably smart not to talk to anybody from the defensive side tonight, but um, but both of them, you know, look, both of the the uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire and, and Chuck Kelcher were saying, no, no, we felt pretty good about our chances down, you know, with you know, with a with a entire field to go, only needing a field goal, but of course they want the touchdown and almost scored too soon. I mean, it was, <laughs> it's just it's just um, it, it's just incredible and. And speaking of incredible, that's now 18 wins in their last 19 games, you know. <laughs> and so I'm, you know, as I do every week, I'm, I'm doing the report card and the grades. And when the Chiefs fell behind late, I'm just thinking, you know, there's a lot of D's and maybe an F. <laughs> C, you know? and, and all of a sudden, in a minute, less than, you know, a minute and a half, everything changes to A's and B's and just because of one guy. And he's... He, <laughs> He's unbelievable. Haven't they? I mean, you, you think about that. Over the last 10, 15 years, how many quarterbacks can you name off the top of your head that you knew if you had two minutes or less, he was the guy you wanted under center? And, you know, now now all of a sudden Kansas City just enjoy the moment because these, these kinds of quarterbacks don't come along very often. That That's the truth. No, no. Peter, Peter Alden made a good point about – uh, the, the Raiders fullback had a rough night. Uh, two big drops there in the fourth quarter for, for number 45 for the Raiders. Uh, he made a couple 
good plays uh, the the game here. One yeah, one he he made some good plays. Yeah, yeah. So, with I don't know, we we got to revert back to the defense for a little while here. Does it? Uh, how concerning should it be for the Chiefs that you know this is a you know a Raiders team that uh, that. Uh, you know, there's, there's, what are they, six and four now? Um, probably, I think it's a playoff worthy team. I think anybody who would have watched either of the Chiefs Raiders games would believe that they're a, a playoff worthy team. But the fact that the Chiefs have struggled with them twice is that, is that a cause for concern? It, I, I think it's a major cause of concern when you consider the next opponent because you know who is probably watching them breaking down every second of the plays. They got Tom Brady next. And, you know, the Buccaneers have some weapons as well when, when you look at that offense. And the reason why the Raiders give, give the Chiefs so many issues is because of the offensive players that they have. I mean, to a player, the, at least the players that we got post game, they were all highly complimentary. You know, it, you got, they're well coached. They got good players over there. And, and I'm concerned because you had a bye week. And this was what you had coming, you know, coming off of a bye week. And then you did this. And I was, that's a major red flag for me. Sam McDowell joins us. Hey, Sam. I can't believe you guys started without me, but that's all right. <laughs> well, were we damn near finished without you? So what So, what did you end up writing? Don't ask me a question after that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I kind of broke down the, the game winning drive, and I don't know whether it's, it's a little bit obvious, but just the sheer confidence that everyone has in this guy. It was it, after the game. I mean, you guys were on that call. I asked Patrick Mahomes what he thought when he saw the Raiders score, and I don't think he's he's Patrick Mahomes is, is rarely this brief on his answers, but he just said that we're going to score. I just didn't know whether it was gonna it was gonna go to overtime or you know if we were gonna win it in regulation. Okay, that's it. <laughs> and on the sideline, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire turns to Darwin Thompson at some point and says, We have Patrick Mahomes. I'm not worried about a thing right now. And it's just remarkable how different that is for what what do you guys think? Probably half the rest of the league is is probably thinking we're in a really tough spot right now. Their entire sideline, and justifiably so, is just thinking, no big deal. Don't you think it really felt felt like advantage Chiefs to them at that point? Okay, we're good. I mean, it really yeah. felt like that. Yeah, and well, you know, um, there was debate, and I don't know whether you guys have talked about it yet or not, about whether or not the Chiefs should let them score. Um, stop yeah. me if this is a topic you guys have already said. We have, but what, what, did, what did you think? Well, I, I didn't think that they should because they had – two timeouts and and they still had the two minute warning before the first down play. And I, and my whole reason was I thought Patrick Mahomes was still going to have enough time, even if they tried to play that situation out and it didn't work out, you know, they would, they would need to use their timeouts after every Raiders play, even the ones that were good. I thought, you know, the only situation I thought they might get baited into is if they got a sack or something, they might not call timeout and that wouldn't be a great spot for them. But as long as they called their timeouts, I just thought, at worst case scenario, there would be a minute 40 on the clock without timeouts because if the Raiders had scored on third down, on fourth down instead of third down, they wouldn't have that timeout. And I just thought Patrick Mahomes can drive down the field and at least get a field goal in that amount of time. 
That's what Andy Reid thought too. He said he looked at the clock and said, "There's still plenty of time." And I just, again, I go back to it. I, how many teams are saying a minute and forty is plenty of time on the clock? I know, I know. I'll tell you what, though. I was I was thinking back to the game two, three or four years ago at the Oakland Coliseum when Vahe and I were standing no more than I don't know twenty feet, twenty five feet away from the corner of the end zone where Derek Carr threw the game winning pass. And, uh, and and kept getting opportunities because of pass interference called <laughs> in the end zone. Like I mean, five in a row. Yeah, five in a row. And I'm just thinking that's that's how this game's going to end, right? The, you know, the Chiefs will burn all their timeouts. They'll get it to fourth and goal, incomplete, pass interference on Charvarius Ward or Rashard <laughs> Breland or something, whole new set, and, and, and the Raiders would end up winning it on the final play or something. But, um, no, it turns out they scored too soon. They just scored too soon. Not, not to overtake this, but I do wonder if we're going to see some teams in the future. I, I thought the Raiders could have played that previous drive differently for that reason. I thought they should have played that like a game-winning drive, that they shouldn't just want to score, but they should want to score and leave as little time as possible. Not they were, they were sort of focused on scoring, which I get it. You need a touchdown, not just a field goal in that situation. That's got to be the main objective. I, I just think against this team, you kind of want to make it twofold and have to have the – the things going in the same direction there rather than just trying to score. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a good point. Um, what, um, uh, let's not forget that Dan Sorensen made a play at the end, right? Got the pick. Um, that's what he does. That's right. That's what he does. It didn't cover yeah, Darren Wall. Exactly. I was going to say, didn't cover Darren Waller too well in the first half. But, That's uh, not what he does. <laughs> very well. Um, so, I don't know. A uh, couple, couple little things, right? Penalty. I was talking about the, yeah, we could see some pass interference penalties on that last. Chiefs were penalized 10 times for 89 yards tonight. They cannot have a kick or punt return now without a, without a holding or blocking the back or whatever. That's just. I, I can't believe a Dave Tobe coached special teams can't get that cleaned up this this late in the season. It's just hard for me to believe. And that that bye week off of a bye week. A good point, Herbie. Also on a bye week. That that means they started their best starting field position tonight was twenty seven, and four of the seven drives started at the fifteen or worse. Now, it's the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. They seem to be okay when that happens. But man, what what, what it's just don't even just call fair catches and kick, and then Butker had a kickoff out of bounds. Just I don't know. I never used to think about Chiefs kicking, and and now every kick seems to be an adventure. <laughs> but Harrison Butker, as Chris Boone points out, did not miss an extra point the entire game. So <laughs> that, 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 that's a good thing. I didn't realize he was only yeah, two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like was going to the right, and I thought it was going to go out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But did uh, we hear tonight that the NFL record is eight and he's missed six? Is that right for a season? I thought I heard that on the broadcasts. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. All right, guys, it's late. Um, still got work to do. Got columns to finish. Got intros and outros to create and read and post and, and all that. So um, for Herbie Tiope, Sam McDowell, Great you can join us, Sam. Sam Mellinger, <laughs> Vate Gregorian, and our producer, Beth Welsh. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back with another broadcast sometime this week.
That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. A tip of the cap to the A-team, Vahi Gregorian, Sam Mellinger, Sam McDowell, and Herbie Teope for Talking Chiefs. And links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we got another deal for you, especially for those that want a deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. Do you want more than just sports coverage? I know I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage that comes with the E-edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, send me an email at bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and we will get you to the right place. Whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. <music>